You're listening to the Gamer Podcast. I'm Eric from the Gamer.com editorial team, and this week is our Game of the Year showdown. 16 games are going head to head, and we are choosing the best game of 2021. Let's go! Welcome to the show, our end of the year, game of the year special. We have a big group of gamers. Let's run through the list. Jade King. Hello. Stacey Henley. Hello. Izzy Vanderveld. Hello. George Foster. Hello, hello. And joining us for our first show, Helen Ashcroft. Hello. All right. So this is uh, our game of the year special, as I mentioned. If you visit the site today, you will find the gamers top 10 games of the year. How we came upon that list was that each of us individually made top 10 lists, and then we assigned a number value to all those games using rank choice and came up with a definitive game of the year list. Now, that's fine. That's good. I think it's fair. We can all agree. Uh, but math is for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so true. we're here to find out the true game of the year by the only way that uh makes any sense to me uh through arguing and blood sports the true game away <laughs> i think that has to be said so we have seeded our top 16 games of the year into a bracket we're going to be arguing them two at a time until we arrive at an actual true game of the year let's get right into it because we've got a lot of games our first round, The Forgotten City versus Inscription. I will be taking Inscription. Who would like to argue The Forgotten City? I, I like The Forgotten City. It's, it was on my list. Um, I'm a big fan of it. And All right. I think I'm the only person here other than Eric whose list it was on. Perfect. Uh, take it away. So The Forgotten City, for people who are unaware of it, because it's been... Um, Missed by a lot of people. It was nominated at the Game Awards and then was not mentioned because of how the Game Awards works where they skip <laughs> through the awards. It began life as a, a Skyrim mod. It is the best time loop game of the year. Um, and mainly, not entirely, but mainly because there's no incest in it, either implied or actual. <laughs> um, it sees you travel back to ancient Rome, which is also kind of ancient Greece, which is also kind of ancient Egypt, which is also kind of ancient Sumeria. Um, and you do a bunch of tasks in... A city where the only rule is the golden rule in which you can't sin. But they're really unclear as to what sins are, so you end up breaking the loop a lot. It's a really intelligent game. It was written by the guy who wrote it as a was a lawyer. There's a lot of layered history to it. They, there's a lot of reading, but not in a way that feels... Bought. When I play like JRPGs and there's lots of reading, I just skip it. I just kind of, okay, yeah, God is mad. I understand. <laughs> the Forgotten City makes it worthwhile... Um, you feel like you learn something, you feel... It's quite a cerebral game. And it's a shame that games like this get made. Most people who play it really enjoy them. But for whatever reason, not enough people play it. I mean, look, it, it topped three of our list. It came second in another, third in another, fourth in another. Um, everyone who's played the game have really enjoyed it. But looking at the people on this podcast, I know there's not actually that many people who played it here. <laughs> so trust me, it's very, very good. And it, you know, 
it represents a site quite well because lots of people voted for it. Good. Okay. Uh, Inscription is the most buckwild game of the year. It's the most buckwild game on this list by far. Um, it is five, six, maybe seven genres mashed together, and they all work incredibly well. Uh, it begins as a roguelike card game, which I know a lot of people are going to immediately uh, roll their eyes at. Uh, <laughs> but more than that, uh, it's a horror game. And it takes the card game format uh, and gives it a level of, of story and, uh, and uh, gives it a narrative that you would never expect from a card game. When I play something like uh, like Magic or Pokemon cards, I sort of like to imagine the 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 game sense of like I'm I'm casting these spells and summoning these minions. But Inscription takes that to like a whole new level. It really is like you're telling a story through these cards, uh, and it's terrifying. Uh, you, you're you're trapped in a cabin, being forced to play these cards. The cards are living characters and. Uh, when you play them, you have to sacrifice them. Uh, it's also an escape room game. It's also a uh, visual novel at times. It's also an FMV. Uh, it's doing so many different genres well. Like I, I think we have a lot of like weird mashups. Hey, what if uh, roguelike was also a turn-based strategy? This is like seven different genres that all work really well together. Uh, and it changes... Uh, in really unexpected ways uh, as the game goes on. It's just like so weird and so special. Uh, there's nothing else like it. It's a, it's a, it's a must play game. Uh, and I think that people that don't like card games and don't like roguelike games will love the, the, like the story and the, the narrative experience of inscription. That's my inscription pitch. Let's, <laughs> Let's vote our first round. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of timid looks around here because <laughs> I guess people have not played these first few games. I have played the. I'm. I've dabbled very loosely in the Forgotten City. I don't uh -huh. think I got to the good bits because I'm a very impatient person. But the inscription inscription is a very fascinating game. Like as you said, it's like six hours long. I, I bought it and then it came on Game Pass. So now I feel like I have an obligation not to play it because Phil Spencer <laughs> cheated me. But so it's so funny. Both I I finished both of these games in one sitting. And there's games on this sitting in one sitting as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll there's games it, on this list it. that are like. 40, 50, 60 hours that I know you people played. And these two <laughs> games that you can play in one city, nobody got around to yet. We just want but... the content. We don't want like, <laughs> size satisfying experiences. Um, that's not what matters here. Uh, you're you're going with uh, the, the best argument. Ooh, so, that's true, yeah. So, I will say um, I'm a big fan of what Inscription does. I haven't actually played. It's one of the few games on the list I haven't played, but I'm glad games like that exist. Hmm. Um, it's a good game. We've got a stream. we've got a group of six, which is a great number for voting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's get a show of hands for Forgotten City. That will work really well on the podcast. And George has got his camera off. <laughs> uh, my hand is not up for this one. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, we've got Stacy, Jade, and Izzy. It's three to three. We've fucked this up so bad. <laughs> should, should we have to decide? Oh, we are going oh. to go with the highest seeded game going through, or the lowest seeded game? Every game seeded. Do uh-huh. we want the prestige of the highest seeded game continuing onwards, or do we want the chaos of the lowest seeded game? If it manages to tie with the highest seeded game, that's enough for a victory. I think we got to break ties. I think it's the only way. Somebody's got to change their mind. I think uh, I, I quite like that idea, though, of um, yeah, if a lower seeded game can <laughs> can get a draw, it wins. I think I went with Forgotten City because, as Stacy said, it feels like as much as I enjoyed Inscription, having played it, Forgotten City feels like it represents society in a way where it does something distinct, unique, and new that games haven't done before. And Inscription does that too. But if we're voting for the yeah. argument as a, as opposed to personal preference, that feels like what I land on. Yeah, tell, and me, tell you, let's let's break the tie. Eric, what was your game of the year? It's the Forgotten City. <laughs> let's I'm, see. I can't vote. I got caught up. I got caught up in the hype. Oh, these Jono shills are all paid off. <laughs> all right, Forgotten <laughs> City moves on to the, the next Jay-Z. round. <laughs> okay, uh, Stacey, what's our uh, what's our second round? The second round is our eighth seed versus our ninth seed. So these games are much closer now. This Forgotten City was first seed. Inscription was 16th. The biggest mm. gap in the list. Oh, in eighth place is The Artful Escape. And in ninth place is Disco Elysium, The Final Cut. Ooh. We are at least on games I've played now, so that's exciting. <laughs> All right. Who wants to take Disco? George, I, I feel like bloody George. George was in your list, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah let's go. All right, and who wants to take Artful Escape? I will if no one else will. I know that will be me going twice, but I really like Artful. It was the highest uh, we'll, finish at high uh, was my list. We'll give I you a break in the next round, then. I'll give oh, I like Artful as well, so I can talk about it if you want to break now. All right. Is it all Izzy? versus George? Jesus. Go for it, Izzy. Go for Izzy. <laughs> uh, Izzy, give us Artful. So, Artful Escape is a game made by a guy called Johnny Galvatron, which already wins it big, big cool points in my book. <laughs> um, and you play as this folk singer living in the shadow of their uncle. Um, and all they want to do is absolutely shred sci-fi guitar, but they feel obliged to be what their town's people want them to be. And they go on this epic sci-fi quest of self-discovery, and they just wail across the galaxy. In I, I went to the press event for it, and I wasn't wowed. Johnny Galvatron really, really made me want to play it, but the game itself didn't wow me. But then when it came to Game Pass and I played it, I, I got it, and I was like, okay, yeah, this game is is awesome. Like you can just there's a dedicated button for just playing guitar, like um, kind of like the humming mechanic in a transistor. And so you just go through levels, and as you're playing the guitar, all the the alien things around you are lighting up and kind of dancing and grooving. And yeah, it's just it's just a really awesome sensory experience. It's the background music and the guitar music that you play is specifically designed in the studio by Johnny Galvatron to mesh together as well. I spoke to him earlier in the year, and wherever wherever you are, whatever part of the melody you're up to, if you push X or whatever the button is on your um, uh, controller, you'll just start to shred and it'll perfectly harmonize with the music that's playing, regardless of what planet you're on, regardless of what the music is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's done really, 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 really well. It's, it's done brilliantly and 
yeah, every every level and planet and environment feels it feels truly alien and unique and yeah, it's just great. It felt very seamless to me. Like I was not sure how that you can just play whenever you want mechanic would work out, but it really is very, very seamless and it adds a lot to the experience, I think. All right, George, you're up. Tell us about Disco Elysium. Yeah, let's go. Um, so just before that, I'll say I did really enjoy Artful as well. Uh, it's a fantastic game. Uh, but Disco, for me, it has the best writing of any game I've ever played in my life. Like, we talk a lot about writing in games, um, but it's it's like poetry. It's like an actual novel. It's like... It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, so in Disco Elysium, you play as a detective who has drank so much that they've got a hangover that's caused them to forget who they are, um, which, like Johnny Galvatron, that uh, wins instant call points for me, because I relate to that very much. Um, <laughs> and then from there, you're solving a murder mystery, uh, but you're also kind of solving out who you are. And it's like a chance to completely reinvent yourself, which I think is something that the two have in common, actually. Um, and it's just... It's just such a good character exploration game. Uh, every single character in Revishol, even Revishol itself, they feel real. Um, and not always in like a happy way. Sometimes it's really depressing. But then there are moments of levity and humour and like just just purity that really put it above anything else. Um, and I'm still thinking about it now. Like It's been months and months since I've played it. Uh, and then the final cut goes a step further. Obviously, some people have probably played it because it came out two years ago originally but the final cut adds voice acting to every single line and it is some of the best voice acting i've ever heard like it is it just oozes cool uh yeah i i can't recommend it enough fantastic game i would put disco elysium up there with like kentucky route zero for games that sort of elevate games to high art mm -hmm. me too it's it, it is like a, a godfather or like you know, you you compared it to a novel, and I think it is like it does feel like classic literature. Yeah, but yeah, like, I think weirdly... I would put Disco Elysium up there with games that didn't come out this year. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> didn't go. <laughs> the voice acting came out this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it got finished this year, you know. But like to to what Eric says, it, where it feels more like... than just the voice acting, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's it adds some quests as well. Um, but the voice acting really is like the number one thing. Um, mm -hmm. And bringing it to consoles is obviously a big undertaking. Uh, like Eric said about it being classic literature, it does feel like that in terms of quality, but it's also so modern in how the characters talk and act. Like they don't feel like stuffy at all, they feel real. Um, and I don't think I've ever played a game that has a character feel so real. It also, okay, I can. I'm reading the room, and I feel like this is gonna lose. So I want to <laughs> I, I want to get all the disco in that we can. Uh, it also has the weirdest RPG like skill system uh, you've ever seen. Like the most esoteric character building mm. uh, that's like so fascinating. George, I don't I don't remember specifically, but do you do you know what some of the the skill categories were? Uh, there's like there's one called shivers which is really weird and actually really important um where you can like feel what the city's saying to you so you're like it's like you're listening to the city itself and if you hear that and you're not already like wow i should check this game out like i don't know what to tell you because that's just cool as hell i think it's just weird and irritating 
Uh. I, I, I want to take three steps and then I, I roll a four, so I fall over and I vomit on my shoe and then I die of embarrassment. The game's <laughs> over. No, well, that's that the thing. Uh, to, to Wait, is that when you stopped playing? <laughs> no, I definitely. I got to the end of it, but like it annoyed me still. <laughs> then you know that. I'm shit. surprised that's... as a literature teacher. That's the fun of it. The fact that you can mess up so badly and there are still ways to go about it. That's great. That's just life, you know? Not to get too deep about Disco Elysium, the final cut, but it is life. No, it's not. <laughs> it's absolutely not life. If I want to leave me house, I don't need to roll a dice and then fall over and I get a fall. You don't roll a d20, you're just like, oh, I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> my, my life is going like beyond the moon and, and playing with Carl Weathers in a rock band. That's there. That's just like life, really, isn't it? When you think about it, on a real Pretty level, nice. that's just what life is. <laughs> Eric, I think we know. I think we know who's won this one. <laughs> we, I, I, I'm actually wanting to vote for Disco Elysium, though. I've been oh, swayed. Thanks, I've honestly been swayed. Even though I played Artful and I did really enjoy Artful, like yeah, just the. Have you played yeah. Disco? No. George has convinced you. Yeah. Just tip us if you want. If you want any of them regular, you can convince us to by George. Hey, <laughs> no, we don't need any ad hominem. <laughs> We're in the first round, Stacey. <laughs> I will also say the artful escape is over in a sneeze. So if but, you actually like want to properly yes. play, the the problem with the artful yeah, escape is that design. it's not really a video game. It's more of a painting in action. It's it's pretty and it's charming and yes, the guitar thing is a cool gimmick. Everybody mentions that, but it's just not really a game. It. Everybody go and play this book. <laughs> <laughs> and there is there is decision making quests. There's there's puzzles to solve. I mean, it's an RPG. Yeah, you know, it's just a postmodern. You skips a platformer. You jump. You do jump. You do hit a button to jump. She's right. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's let's feel it out. Let's vote. I don't know if we're split at this point, but um, let's see. Stacy's artful. Yep. Jade. Yeah, artful. Sorry. Artful. Izzy. Um, Disco Elysium. Helen. Oh, artful all the way. Oh, oh. <laughs> Disco's Disco. Uh, Disco. And I'm Disco too, we're split. The no, thing again. is, dis Disco coming out, really, I know it's the final cut, but Disco actually it won coming game of the out year, last year at the Game Awards. Like, yeah. Well, no, it didn't, yeah. but it, it won a lot of awards mm. last year. It feels yeah. a bit yeah. cheating. Uh, I didn't feel like... Didn't come out this year. Yeah, I, I feel like the Artful Escape should win it on that. It's an old game, unfortunately. I am not compelled... But fine. <laughs> are we going with Artful? Yeah. Yes. Well, I failed at step one, but that's fine. We're being, not we're being polite. We're being polite, but this is a 14-round game. And we're we do have to get through the first group before we yeah, really dig our heels in. Once we've done the first thing as well, it'll be a lot of... Um, that's when it gets violent. When we we've already explained the games, and it's matching them up, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, here we are. Match three. We have Wretch and Clank versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. Sure do. Eric, I'm this surprised. is all you, man. Go Guardians. I'm surprised Ratchet scored so highly compared to Guardians, given all the praise I've heard for Guardians. What's What's interesting, this is not the thing, but this is just for people who don't think maths is for nerds. Um, mm. Ratchet and Clank came fourth in the gamers' overall list, but in individual list, it never finished higher than fifth. It was mm. just in so many lists that it, mm. it climbed up the list. No one actually put it in fourth. It just everyone kind of liked it. What interesting math. Yes, I know. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I've got a spreadsheet. I, I 
am going to argue one of these games. Who is going to argue the other one? I'll fight for Ratchet. Okay, perfect. Cool. Go ahead, Jade. Uh, <clears throat> as Stacey mentioned, like Ratchet placed consistently highly on a wide majority of lists across the website. And I very much think that's because Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart doesn't break any new boundaries in a lot of ways, but it's just utterly fantastic in everything it does do. Like, as someone who never really played the Ratchet games much before this, I've been told that it's very much very similar to what it was on the PS2 and the PS3 and the one game it's had on the PS4. And that is just like a confident, comfortable, charming platforming adventure. And that's very much what Rift Apart is. And I think that's why so many people at the site love it and why I loved it. It's a confident next-gen showcase that pushes the series in something exciting, like thematic and storytelling directions, while also like just being incredibly engaging to play. It has all the imaginative weapons, the great characters, like Rivet especially. Rivet and Kit are like great newcomers to the series. And like it feels like a great double bill between Insomniac doing Spider-Man and hopping between this. Like I don't think there's I suppose like a triple A first party studio out there nowadays that has the confidence that Insomniac has and that just oozes off the screen with Rift Apart. But at the same time, like even though I am arguing for it perhaps the way it's being perceived on the website like oh it's really good and we really loved it so it's in the middle of a lot of lists but it's not breaking through in a similar way that maybe other games have it's a crowd pleaser yeah Yeah. it's a crowd pleaser it's that kind of blockbuster you know like everyone can enjoy this kind of game yeah no Uh, one's favorite food is popcorn but everyone eats it yeah (laughs) that's like an average game Average the dual set stuff in that score. game is incredible. Yeah, and the visuals, like some of the stuff it does is amazing. Uh, okay, so Guardians is a game that I expected to be pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think everyone did. <laughs> it was announced only like three months before it released. I played a preview a few weeks before that. That didn't impress me. Uh, the characters lo- look like just knockoff MCU uh, and the combat is pretty bad until you get to the very end of the game. Great pitch. Uh, and once it's once it's almost over, then it starts <laughs> to get fun. Okay, when the game is I, nearly over, it's great. Everyone knows. Everyone knows this. However, this is what I want to say about Guardians. Uh, it has the best narrative uh, of any like big AAA game I play this year. Um, and for that reason, I find it pretty ambitious because um compared to ratchet and games of its elk we have we have gameplay first and Mm. story always feels very secondary but guardians is a game and maybe it's the first of its kind it where you have a third person like action platformer that puts the story first and then the gameplay sort of follows and the gameplay falls short certainly but in the same way that narrative falls short in, uh, let me think, every other game I played this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It did win Best Narrative at the Game Awards. Got it's you. a fascinating story. Um, the characters are great. I think that I think that this has a better story than either of the Guardians films. Oh, I yep. agree. Yeah, yep. agreed. Uh, really, really good story. Really, uh, uh, emotional experience. Probably the only game I cried about this year. 
I know that there's some other stuff on this list that's that was pretty emotional, but um, yeah, strong pathos. Guardians is a is a great game, and while it seems derivative of everything you've seen before from this style of game, I find I found it incredibly ambitious uh, for its story alone. Shall we have a vote? Yes. Read a book. Stacy, where are you landing? Um, This is interesting because I had Ratchet just one place above Guardians in my list. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it now and I'm thinking, actually, no, I I don't think that's right. I think I probably marginally preferred Guardians. I played them both. I gave them both 4.5s. I'm going to go for Guardians. All right. Izzy, how do you feel? You honestly put me off, Guardians. Cool. Okay. Well, just now. Um, I didn't. I didn't know the gameplay was a bit meh. Um, I yeah, disagree. I, think... I must say, I disagree. I, I, I give it a four one five. Lots of people who reviewed it said that I disagreed. The problem with it is, you basically are a football coach. Everyone else does the fighting for you, and you're supposed to direct them. Trying to fight as Quill will be rubbish. You're not supposed yeah. to. You're supposed to strategically direct your team. Yeah, it's and an people, RPG some people didn't that. like that. Some people like the stand and deliver sense of. Because I, I want, accurate. I want to be a furry little creature with big guns and disco balls. So I'm going to vote Ratchet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to argue with that. Uh, <laughs> Helen, where are you at? It's difficult because I do think more games need good storylines. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, I think a lot of times storyline is hugely lacking. But at the same time, if the storyline is fantastic, but the gameplay is a struggle. Just not rather watch a movie. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> go watch a movie instead. So I don't know. It's difficult. I, I historically love the Ratchet and Clank series. I haven't played this one, but I have played previous ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go Guardians, to be honest, just because I admire the storytelling. That was a twist. Terrible. I do. That was a okay. last second change of mind. But I'm going with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, George, what's your vote? Oh, uh, you know where I'm at. Uh, I do really like Ratchet as yeah. well, but Guardians elicited so much more of a response from me. I, I thought about that a lot longer after. Ratchet is just popcorn. Um, and it is yeah. really good, but Guardians, like, I think of the candle scene alone. I think of uh, moments I won't mention because of spoilers, but especially like the second half of that game is just so 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 good um better than it had any right to be i think so guardians for george and i did our first like spoiler cast for any any game on the show for guardians because we had so much to talk about that we didn't want to spoil mm-hmm. on the show so we did a <laughs> separate thing where we just went oh remember when this happened and just like freaked out about that all the so good. That uh and jade what's your vote uh, even as I was arguing for it, like I adore Drift Apart, but it is very formulaic in a way that we've had games like that before. But with Guardians, even though it falls short in some areas like combat and so on, I feel like this sort of 15 or so hour narrative experience is something that AAA games desperately need, like more mm-hmm. so now. And maybe this is like paving the way for better games in the future, whereas Ratchet is the kind of blockbuster we're going to keep seeing. So I think my vote probably goes for Guardians. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm getting chills yeah. by Guardians of the Galaxy. Right <laughs> well done, Guardians. Yeah, Guardians almost swept uh, swept that round. Sorry, that felt like a... Rivet, I love you still. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, felt like okay. a good decision, that one. Yeah. 
that's uh, the first round so far where the lowest seed has won. Ooh, okay, interesting. Next, we have Forza Horizon 5 versus Hitman 3. Two very similar games. Oh, yeah, both got cars in it. <laughs> I could argue for Forza. All right, Izzy's got Forza. Who wants, who wants to do Hitman? Hitman 3 is fucking incredible. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll fight for Hitman. All right, perfect. Cool. Izzy, why don't you start? Okay, so Forza... I mean, developed by Playground Games, it just is a playground. Like, I never thought... Well, you can Ooh. tell he's a writer. I know. But what what he can know what that. It's sad, Izzy. <laughs> yeah, the, the name of the studio really, you know, reflects their design philosophy. No, um, so for the first, like, ten or so hours I played the game, I really didn't know what I was doing. Like, yes, drive fast, beat other cars. So he does not understand how this thing works. He's supposed to say why the game is good. So all keep saying, I played it and I hated it. I didn't understand what I was doing, but after every race, I'd get a little map marker and someone in, in my ear saying, go here. And whatever I did and wherever I went, I just had so much fun doing it. So it didn't matter that I didn't know what was going on. I just, I was having fun. I was getting more cars. And then... Eventually, once the kind of like story, for lack of a better word, stuff started getting more sparse, sparse, and I was able to just um, kind of do my own thing for a bit. I sort of uncovered the different systems and like all the tuning of the cars, and really got stuck into the weekly challenges. Um, and it's a game that I played like I've been doing the weekly challenges every week um, to get like the exclusive cars because I do really just love that sense of like building up a collection of cool fun toys to play with and what i love about the weekly challenges i wish they were two weeks because i'm an adult with a full-time job and a busy life so it it does feel a bit predatory to kind of you have to play it a lot to really get into those challenges but i do love how it encourages you to use um specific cars or just specific car types to do them because it means you know you are doing the main objective of the game which is expanding your collection and tweaking and tuning and finding out what works best and when you when you go up against one of those challenges where you just can't beat the enemy like the ai opponents because they set them to a really high difficulty for the challenges when you just keep losing and then you eventually find like the car or the tuning setup that works it's just such a great feeling um yeah just driving around and just exploring is really fun Jade, this is an interesting twist because, as we know from podcast lore, you fucking love cars. I do. <laughs> I do fucking love cars, but, but so now like, I'm going to ask you to argue against them. I mean, I fucking love cars, like as we all know, but I also fucking love killing people. <laughs> like, like Hitman Three is the culmination of a creative vision that IO Interactive introduced way back in 2016 with the original Hitman and. This concludes the World of Assassination trilogy in a really spectacular and like self-indulgent way. Like, not only is the campaign and the story in Hitman Three probably one of the strongest stealth games in recent memory, but it also bathes in its legacy in a way that so few games do, especially like AAA stealth games, which we don't get enough of. I don't think so anyway. Like, all the past two games have been incorporated into this world with loads of quality of life improvements so loads of like 
ambitious additions and features that just make every single level a joy to play through. And it feels like Hitman 3 is arguably the most consistent in terms of tone, open spaces, and like linear narrative levels that combine together to create a game that can be both as serious and silly as you want it to be. And I feel like Hitman is so perfect at doing that. Like the story is very serious in what it's trying to be, like delving into the backstory of Asian 47. Well, you can just ignore all of that pretense, go into the Dubai level, pick up a fire extinguisher and just throw it at some cunt's head. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't matter. And ever since the original game came out back in 2016, like each new Hitman game has been a joy, not just because it's another one of those, but it feels like it's building upon an ecosystem or like a creative vision that is just feels stronger and stronger each and every time. Like you can put me in a Hitman level right now and I'd lose myself for hours because there's so much to do and so much to discover in a way that I suppose when you mentioned Forza, it's in the meanest possible way. It's another one of those, like as creatively ambitious as it is. But I feel like, the Hitman games just do something that the stealth drama doesn't do. Like nobody else does what IO Interactive does this well. And it just makes me so excited to see what they're going to do with James Bond. Because part of me is heartbroken they're leaving Hitman behind. But with how strong this trilogy is and how strong Hitman 3 closed things off, despite it coming out so early in the year and people overlooking it, I just game very good (laughs) (laughs) but no like i'd love hitman free to bits well and i also think you know we we talk about the hitman trilogy but this is the same studio that's been doing hitman for since the beginning so to see how they have refined you know hitman is really kind of in a genre of its own yeah um and to see how that has grown over time and culminated in hitman 3 which is not just the best hitman it's like maybe even the best just stealth game yeah um, it, and now yeah and now they're they're done right now they're gonna go move on to james bond because I, they like they they perfected it after mm. you know 17 years of doing hitman games they finally found the perfect hitman i think that's something really special <laughs> and they were given the room to make that game exactly what they wanted to and i think yeah. that's that's a really special thing because they've been making these games for so long they know how it works they know what makes a good hitman and Unlike with Blood Money Absolution and stuff, there weren't any obstacles in their way. They weren't trying to fit into a AAA mold. They were just like, we're going to make the best Hitman game we can. And I very much think that's what they did. All right. Um, let's do the vote. Stacey, what do you think? Hitman. Jade? Oh, Hitman. Sorry. Is he? Jade actually convinced me. I'm going to go with Hitman as well. <laughs> Yay. He's changed his vote every single time. I love it. Well, uh, your whole point is to listen to arguments, isn't it? I, think, I do yeah. think Jade had yeah, a more convincing that's what argument we're than I did. I thought I'd get emotional talking about Halo. <laughs> 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 that would be that. It was just uh, passion, though, yeah. George? Uh, I think Hitman has like a mix of some of the best levels and worst levels of the series overall, but definitely still goes to Hitman. Sorry, Forza. <laughs> okay, Helen. Hitman, absolutely. Oh my god, so sorry. Yeah, I, I was Hitman too. Mm. So yeah. clean sweep no, for Hitman. Hitman 3. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Very good. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Wait, we're four matches into a 15 match bracket, so. 
35 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, next round, the second round should be shorter because uh, we'll know the games. We just it's it. true. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, yes. Halfway through the first group. Uh, we are now at Halo versus Persona 5 Strikers. I'll do Persona. Okay, I, I can do Halo. Sorry if I'm doing a lot. No, no, no. Uh, go ahead, Stacey. Uh Right, pers- the thing is, no one played Persona 5 Strikers, and I, I cannot tell if it's because people thought it was just Persona 5 Royal again, or if it's because it was a Musou game, but either way, it's what wrong. <laughs> you should be playing Persona 5 Strikers. It's... Persona 5 is one of the best games that's come out in the last decade. I didn't like how long it was. I think Royal improved it, but also had length to it, which was its biggest problem. Persona 5 Strikers chops all that away. It's just focused entirely on the characters. It is basically a road trip with your mates where you go and you beat up 100,000 snowmen inside <laughs> a demon's palace. What, why did no one else play this? The Persona, the Persona 5 characters are probably my favourite bunch of characters all together in a game. Like, I love the characters from Mass Effect, but they aren't really a bunch. They are Shepard, and some characters Shepard knows. Apart from the Citadel DLC, they don't really interact that much. And I think most games are like that. They all interact specifically through you. Persona 5 isn't like that at all. It's not all through Joker. You are definitely with a group of friends. Um, the combat in it is brilliant. It's not going to beat Halo. Why am I bothering? It's one of my <laughs> favorite games of the year. No one's going to vote for it. No one else here played it. What's the point in any of this? Persona 5 is one of the best games of the decade. This is a sequel. A sequel to one of the best games of the decade, and everyone went, nah. Why? Anyway, everyone vote for Halo. Okay, we've had our first existential crisis. (laughs) The Air Ward. About time. (laughs) All right, Jade, give us the soft pitch for Halo. I don't think you got to try too hard. Sorry, I think for the listeners, they also need to know that Stacey immediately took a swig from her drink after that. <laughs> That's true. I've played about 10 hours of Strikers and it's very good. But Don't, yeah. say, don't pity me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Just do the Halo thing. Nobody expected Halo Infinite to be any good. I think that is it's fair. A, a fairly blunt assessment. Like, Halo Guardi- Halo 5 Guardians came out six years ago. Not a lot of people liked it. Halo Infinite was delayed and delayed and delayed. And I think the general consensus was Free for Feast fucked it. This game isn't going to be any good. But Halo Infinite is incredible. Like By all like conceivable metrics, they knocked it out of the park. Especially the multiplayer is free to play. It's, it's really good. It's, it's got some teething issues in terms of its live service dynamic, but I think that's a case of they haven't dabbled in this environment before so they'll slowly work that out but the multiplayer is classic halo in all of the best possible ways and the campaign is both a soft reboot and a sequel to halo 5 in in a way that strikes a wonderful balance between the two the it's i think i love the campaign so much because it isn't about saving the galaxy anymore it's just this rather subdued adventure involving three characters who care for each other and yes, yeah, so some people call it the Persona 5 Strikers of the Halo universe. It is, yeah, basically. Master Chief is a phantom thief. He's, he gets red armor at the end. I, I, I wasn't going to spoil that, but we're all going to vote for Halo anyway. But I just wanted to like emphasize that. 
I, think I have Hobbit. arguments against Halo because I just don't like yeah. it, but I'm going to save them for the next round when I might actually win. <laughs> yeah, that's when we'll have to get dirty. But yeah, I think it's, it's also Halo's worth mentioning. Uh, Persona 5 Strikers was our game of the year so far back in August. True. Mm. So that's before it, Halo it has that on. No one can take that away <laughs> from Persona 5 Strikers. <laughs> <laughs> um, True. We'll say shall we have a vote then? The no. color red. <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> Halo, obviously. George. Sorry, Stace Halo. <laughs> Is he? Um, Persona 5 sounds cooler. Persona 5 sounds way... Uh, Strikers sounds way cooler to me. Such a contrarian. No, I've just... I've never <laughs> been, like, mad We've invited James Halo, on the so. podcast. <laughs> I am a slut for Halo. I've made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> in the past. Um, I have not played the Halo campaign. I'm waiting for co-op. Unfortunately, I'll be waiting a long time. But I've played a shitload of the multiplayer. Uh, and I've had a blast. I've never really got into Halo multiplayer before. And I'm loving it. So I gotta vote for Halo. I thought this was about who made the best argument, not just what game you liked the most. It's it's both. It's the, it's the, yeah, both have to come in the best. Uh, okay, fair. I guess as someone who hasn't played also, a lot of the games, I told Jake she doesn't have to, to try do too hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I, I was ready to go hard, but then, then Stacy threw in the towel. Yeah, if it is about the best argument, Stacy gave up halfway through hers. If it comes to <laughs> Halo and Life is Strange, that's going to be difficult. Because I love both of those games. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about it. let's get into the next round. Uh, I didn't this... get a... Whoa, whoa! I didn't get me vote. I'm so sorry. I am Persona so Five Strikers. Let's have this on record. Persona Five Strikers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's move into the next round. It's been dying. Hey, let's move on. Thank you. <laughs> oh, this, this next is... one's gonna kill us. Yeah, I this is it, Pokemon Eric. Snap versus Life is Strange. I would like to take oh, Pokemon Snap. I'm happy to do Life is Strange, but I, I would have to argue against Snap, so I'm happy for Jay to take Life is Strange if she would prefer. I'm going to have to take Halo in the next round if Life is Strange wins this. So I, I'm, are we really stuck on boring Pokemon photography game versus oh, Life is Strange? George, George, hey, George, 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 shut the hell up. Your things don't matter. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll do Life is Strange. Great. I'll, I'll do whichever of these wins I'll do in the next round, because these are my top two of the year. I love these two games. I'll do Life is Strange. Let's go. All right, perfect. George, you get the next round. Just chill out. <laughs> yeah, you okay. do. All right. Here's, here's my new... Uh, Pokemon Snap pitch. Uh, first of all, I, I want to start with like the the personal uh, anecdote before I just start describing what Pokemon Snap is. We all know what Pokemon Snap is. You take pictures of Pokemon. Okay. So what you made... are going to start with describing it. <laughs> what, what, what made <laughs> the Pokemon Snap so special uh, for me? This is uh, strangely not something that happens a lot uh, at the Gamer because we're all playing different games all the time. But there was such a fun sense of community when uh, New Snap came out where so many of us were playing it together and making discoveries together and competing to get better scores and mm -hmm. sort of like feeding into each other's experience by helping each other along because there there are a lot of secrets in this game. There's a lot to, to uncover yeah. and it's really hard. It's actually a hard game once you start getting deep into it and looking for all those uh, side paths and poses and um it was just such a uh, wonderful game to play together with like a community and that's when pokemon's at its best right that's when pokemon go is at its best that's when the mainline games are at their best and um new pokemon snap captured that in a way i did not expect from the original 
Um, and I just, I, I didn't expect it to have such a big grind either. And I spent uh, almost 50 hours with, with this game, just playing through each path, looking for each secret. Uh, it's a cool puzzle game. It's it's a very relaxing photography game too. If you just want to do a route and t- take some pictures of Pokemon, it's it's uh it's just like it can be this chill experience. It can be this deep grind. It has the community element. I just am like so in love with this game. Uh, definitely one of my favorite games of the year. I'd like to add, just in case it gets knocked out, that yeah. to add to what Eric said about um, us all playing together. We invited professional photographers to judge our snaps, and they said I was the best. <laughs> just in case you can't argue for this Stacy wins the Please new Pokemon Snap Photographer of the Year award, congratulations thank you we'll send you a sticker that has its own bracket uh, alright Jade uh, Life is Strange Three Colors is it was second on my game of the year list and it's it's a wonderful game and a special game to me for a lot of reasons I lost my brother earlier this year which was fun, obviously not. But Life is Strange, True Colors also focuses on a young woman who has to go through the trouble of losing her brother and coming to terms with that grief in a lot of ways that is like especially profound and avoids a lot of the like saccharine campiness and cringe dialogue of like the previous Life is Strange games. It feels both incredibly mature in its emotional complexity and executed in a way that feels like modern, empathetic, and just like expertly crafted in a way that so few modern adventure games are in the AAA space. Like a lot of them can be quite heavy handed. And I feel perhaps Guardians and Life is Strange True Colors are, are two examples of like AAA storytelling, really pushing boundaries in some special ways. And Life is Strange True Colors does that in like really well. And I've always been of the opinion that Deck Nine has been making the better games in that series, especially with Before the Storm and with this. I feel like. They've almost outclassed Don't Nod at the series that they helped create in a lot of ways, even if I adore the first game. But there are moments in True Colors that deal with like comprehending trauma, grief, sexuality, friendships, and like getting used to a new environment where in reality, if you're in Alex Chen's position, you'd almost be like scared of approaching that new setting going somewhere where you're going to rely on a relative who's there for you and wants to build this family back together again. And then suddenly they're gone and you have to think, oh shit, now what do I do with my life? But like, there's so many wonderful supporting characters in that game that are really well acted and you can be gay, straight, pansexual or whatever you want. Like it doesn't create binaries in the relationships you form with characters. It's more like these are just people in their life and they mean something to you. And the game builds in those relationships with really cool, special moments that I don't even think like previous games in the series have been able to do without appearing like quite disingenuous or clumsy. And while I don't personally think that the overarching narrative of True Colors is quite as strong as some of the other games, like while the big twist is fantastic, maybe it's not capitalized upon in ways that Life is Strange or Life is Strange 2 did well in terms of like it their gut punch twists, but I think the closing decision in that game without spoiling anything, like I think I made the wrong decision when I was yes, talking to Stacey about it. She's always like, <laughs> no, 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 why sorry. is everyone you, so you nice? Spoke, you spoke to the voice actor who told you did it wrong. No, she did. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I spoke to Erica Mori and she's like, I would have condemned that motherfucker like to, to hell and back. 
But I think that's also the wonderful thing about the game. Like forgiveness is something yeah. in real life anyway, which is a really hard concept to wrap your head around. Because sometimes it's okay to not forgive people, especially if they tried to murder you, like they do it through <laughs> yeah. colors. But sometimes it's okay to realize, oh, like maybe learning to like empathize with other people, quite literally, life is strange's case, and either forgive people or distance yourself from people. Is something that that game explores in some really nuanced ways, mm. and it's very good. Sorry, I've been talking a lot, long time for this. Uh, I'll just throw in that you can be gay in New Pokemon Snap as well. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, this this is a brutal round, George. I'm so mad at you right now. I, I just, I, I, I'm really glad you guys enjoyed it a lot, and it was nice seeing all the community stuff. But I, I, I just didn't get it. Like I, I finished I the game. It. I haven't played I just, Pokemon Snap. I thought it was a grind. I, I to be fair, I don't really like Pokemon that much. So maybe just ignore me. <laughs> you know. All right. So your vote is <laughs> Life is Strange. No. Helen, what, Helen, what's your vote? Oh, Life is Strange. I, I'm a big fan of the franchise. I'm just still going through the third one. But yeah, everything Jade said is spot on. It's a big, big, um, big thing. Oof. Is he? Uh, life is strange. Oh. <laughs> oh, my heart. I didn't think I was going to take this one so hard. All right, Jay, what's your vote? Uh, new Pokemon Snap. <laughs> <laughs> no, life is strange. Sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine though? These 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 were my top two of the year. It is a really difficult choice. Um I, yeah. I thought Eric's argument was very compelling, but Life Strange is probably my favourite game of the past two or three years, really. So I'm gonna have to go with Life is Strange. But it, it breaks me heart that Snap is out so early. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, these are some tough brackets. That yeah. that was tough. George is right. I don't think Snap is for everyone. I also don't think Life is Strange is for everyone. Yeah. Snap finished higher and the Snap was seated higher. Snap oh, yeah. did finish high on our overall list. Yeah. Really? Snap Stay was 7th and Life is Strange was joint 10th. Yeah. Which we went with 10th for the sake of this bracket, but it was it was level with the game, which is our 11th seed, which we haven't discussed All yet. Life is Strange. 23 people voted for Life is Strange. What, in the entire the star? Me, me, you, and then Sam. So oh, wow. okay. that's the benefit of us being podcast regulars. We get the full <laughs> set through. <laughs> okay, our next round, George. Hello. Deathly versus Psychonauts 2. Oh, like, Psychonauts before... 2 came out this year? <sighs> yeah, okay, you Did get it? your revenge from New Pokemon. Where's Outriders? Who's was doing Deus? Who's going to do Deathloop? I thought that'd be an I guess I win. Oh, I'll I, win. Don't I, worry about it. I can, I, I can do Deathloop. I can do Deathloop. Okay. Turn to speak. All right, George. <laughs> Sorry. Tell us, tell us about Psychonauts. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, wow. God, I didn't know where to begin. There's so much pressure <laughs> put on me whenever I talk about Psychonauts. Uh, but There's it... not. No one else cares. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is okay. This is why it's hard. I get this every time I mention it. But you can do it, it is my it's my favorite game of the year, and uh, it's definitely in my top three of all time. Um, Psychonauts Two sees you playing as Raz. Um, and he jumps into people's heads and helps them deal with their trauma. Uh, and it's a fantastic platformer that is like such a good evolution from the first one. It no longer just feels kind of crap to control. Um, they've changed the combat around. So it's no longer just button mashing. It's actually like puzzles for every single enemy. Uh, the storyline is so much more mature and heartfelt without 
getting rid of any of the jokes. Like it's just as it's funnier than the first, um, but it's also more serious. Like it deals with more serious themes, um, and it does so respectfully. I think that was like a concerned effort from Double Fine's part that they made sure that everything being said was uh, respectful, uh, and it's just it's just amazing. I, I I really struggle to argue for it because I love it so much that it kind of baffles me, but. Maybe take that for what you will. A game that baffles George. Oh, oh you're done. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was no point. There was no point. No, I, I don't think so. It got. It was up for game of the year, like, and it's up against yeah. definitely a game which I don't really like at all. I, I'm going to go off the strength of the arguments. I played both these games to completion. I thought they were okay. Wait, did you? You played both of them? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. You have more willpower than I do. All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll marinate on Psychonauts while I regale you with Deathloop. Indeed. Uh, Arcane Studios, uh, best known for Dishonored and the greatest game uh, ever made, Prey. Um, <laughs> incredible games, groundbreaking games, but not uh, very successful games in the AAA space. Uh, Deathloop is Arcane's big hit. And it is because it is a much more approachable and player-friendly experience than any of their previous games. I think that it represents uh, the studio sort of cracking the code on how to make an immersive sim for the masses. Uh, and it's incredibly impressive because on paper, Deathloop would be the most complicated, the most uh, unapproachable in the series. It's got time loops. Um that, I mean, that alone is putting a lot of people off. We've had some good time loops. We've had some very bad time loop games this year. <laughs> um, it is an uh, incredibly complex puzzle box of a game, but it never leaves the player feeling lost for long, um, which isn't to say that it holds your hand, but I, I think that it uh, it is a guided experience in a way that um, everyone can't appreciate um it's also the best action and gunplay we've ever seen from an arcane game which uh often feel a little bit stilted in the uh in favor of stealth um Deathloop lets you sort of seamlessly transition from stealth to gunfights without um without like that sort of twinge of guilt you get in dishonored when you break stealth um or the sort of like cumbersome mechanics of Prey. It's just a really fluid, fun game to play um, that I think is probably the like the best thing Arcane has done so far, and that's saying a lot. I mean, personally, Prey's the best game ever made. But I, uh, I think Moon that, Crash? Yeah, Moon Crash. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just be, just because I think it's it's uh, available to more people, and I and I think Fair. that's a really important thing. Okay. Well, that was a much better argument than mine. <laughs> you want to go again, right buddy? Away. I don't know. I'm being like defeated by this thing. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> it's not available for that many people. It's on PS5. <clears throat> it is also on PC. Oh, is it? Oh, on, damn! I thought it was it'll be on Game Pass. In, uh, is it a year? I can't remember what the exclusivity it, deal. Is. And it yeah, will be on Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Are, are we voting, or does, does George want to say more things about Rats? Yeah, George, go ahead. No, man. You, you know what? Uh, I, I feel like we've totally down. It's not fair. 
Yeah, it, it has been a long year of who cares about psychonauts, only George. And <laughs> I I'm you know, I'm fine with that. I, I love that it's something for me, you know, so you can you can strike it off the board and I've still won in my heart. George, my housemate really, really loved it, man. <laughs> Thanks, Is. I didn't make it, but <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, I guess it's time to vote. Yeah, <laughs> Stacey, Stacey, where are you at? I, I, I'm going to be honest. I prefer second watch too. I didn't like really like either Yay! of them. I don't want either of these to progress beyond this next round, but I did slightly <laughs> prefer second watch too. I didn't get the the buzz with Death Loop, but it just wasn't the type of game for me. You're right, it's not quite for everyone. It's very yeah. competently made, which is not for me. I thought second watch was a bit glib. And it's depiction of mental health, actually, and also it was just Spyro twenty years later and not as good. But other than that, it's fine. You're so right. Yeah, what? <laughs> oh my I've always for it, George. Thanks. This Steve. is like voting for an American president. Psychonauts two is Joe Biden. Yeah, Psychonauts two is going to go to war. Nick Coleman snap was Bernie. It's gone. It's past. I cannot have Bernie. We've thrown our socialist teachers to the fucking roadside. I've got snapper bus. I've got my psychonauts. Snapper bus. Jade, what's your vote? Everyone in Psychonauts two looks really ill, so I'm going to go to the death loop. <laughs> it's very true. They're both really good games, but I think Deathloop did more for me. All right, that's one in one, Izzy. Uh, Deathloop. I just a mechanic like I've played Psychonauts one. I've played Arcane games, and mechanically, I'm just more intrigued by what I think Arcane is gonna do with yeah. Deathloop. Okay, George. Psychonauts two. Oh. You're like kicking a can across a road. <laughs> I am Deathloop. Helen, what are you? Honestly, Psychonauts. Psychonauts. Okay. I loved Prey. I am with you on Prey. Really love that. But yeah. Deathloop just doesn't appeal at all. It's just the, the whole premise of it is just not something that engages me. And I love a good platformer. I, three do, three. I do think it's the don't think it's the best mm. platformer, if I'm honest, but I think it's a very solid platformer. Is he? I'm going to decide you. how to split three to three. Yeah, we're split. Oh uh, shit! So here's the thing with Psychonauts: if if Psychonauts two had come out in a in an appropriate time frame for a sequel, three to four to five years after the original, it would have been the same game that we got in 2021. And a bit, mm. yeah. Is that bad? Is that a bad thing though? Those that generational platforms, yes. I I think were great. I love that. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm, sure. I'm I'm no no I'm not wasting ten minutes with life debate and Deathloop a second. I hate them both. I'm changing me vote. Deathloop's going through. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> Job done. Wow. There was a there was a timeline where this went on for another forever. <laughs> uh, I, I'm voting uh, the opposite of Stacey for the rest of this. Podcast. I was. <laughs> I was gonna let Eric finish his point and then vote for Psychonauts. So Stacey just Stacey. Went ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ren and Stewie. So sorry, George. I just right. warmed up as well. That was that was my practice round. Here we go. No, you you you, fo you phoned it in. It's your fault. Okay, I okay. played and loved both of these games, so I could happily go either way. 
Let's... Uh, as I do in real life. So yeah, whoever, <laughs> yeah. whoever takes one, I'll take the other. For the, okay. for the audience at home, it's Eric. Yes, it takes two versus Loop Hero. Uh, Izzy, why don't you take Loop Hero? Cool. I can go and... for it. Takes two if no wants to. I haven't done uh, one for a while. I've just failed mine, so I'll let Stacey take this one. <laughs> we'll he says, chance. knowing he's going to vote for <laughs> Loop Hero against her. <laughs> okay. All right, Izzy, take it away. Okay, so Loop Hero came out, I want to say, quite close to the beginning of the year. Um, and when it came out, it absolutely just dominated every sort of piece of games. Like, every games community I was aware of was just banging on about Loop Hero. And both my housemates were playing it. They said it's an idle, it's like an idle game, but you have to constantly pay attention to it. And this was back when everyone was still working from home. Yeah, this was this was back when everyone was still working from home. So they were frequently losing like an hour or so of work to just playing Loop Hero. And I caved and got it. And oh my god, I immediately understood. It's it's the epitome of like, oh, just one more go. Where you, I just wanted to keep trying again and again and again. It's yeah, kind of like what Eric said. Um, inscriptions are. It's a card game. I guess it's not really a rogue it it feels like it has roguelite elements because you know you the map is like the loop that you go around is randomly generated um you never know what cards you're gonna get uh i think it does a cool thing with like its class system where you can get different pieces of equipment uh different skills um the combinations of all the cards are really interesting and unique like if you put if you put a vampire mansion next to a village um you get like you get a village that has loads of sort of like vampire thralls in it, but then once you've gone around the loop a few times, that upgrades to a vampire's like lands and that heals you for more. Um, there's loads of others like if you put a blood grove next to a forest or something, it like once anyone gets to fifteen percent health, they immediately get like sucked in by the blood grove, and after a few turns, it will spit out like a blood golem at you. I'm sorry, so, are you just describing mechanics to us right I, now? It's so cool that they're so like it's <laughs> it's such a like I love that there's there's so many of these mechanics that you don't know and that you play through, and like it it does so much for having so sort of for the the bones it has it makes such a, an interesting mix of things out of those mechanics. Like, it, it's a game that says, here's some things, and then it leaves it up to you to find out what all those things can equate to. Mm. And I think it says some really interesting things just about, like, you know, collective memory and, um, like, what, what people care about and what people choose to remember. I think for when it came out, like, that time in the pandemic, when everything felt monotonous and the same, it was kind of nice to play a game where you did sort of just do repetitive stuff, but felt like you were progressing in a way, whereas in real life it often didn't feel like you were progressing at the time. So yeah, I, I really loved it. Great little we game. Have our, we have our first perfect pandemic game argument of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see if it's the last. Stacey? Uh, it Takes Two is the perfect pandemic game. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No. It, it yeah. Takes Two, which one game of the year, um, it's, it's a core puzzle platform where you play with somebody else. My favourite thing about it is, I know I played with my partner, Eric, I know you played with your partner. Kirk mm -hmm. and Dave, who are at the site, have left and now dead to us, played with their partner. Um, it's a I really played great with my game. housemate, who is like my boyfriend. It's a really great game for playing with somebody else, especially somebody else who doesn't know games. And, most tellingly, there's, 
even those two characters, there's not like a, this is the character you should play as if you know what you're doing, and this is the kind of basic beginner character who doesn't really do much but is there. Both characters get their own chance to shine. I really don't like Cody. Cody has like no problems in his life. Um, no, he annoys me, but in quite an entertaining way. Like the wife will be like, "I've just come home from my job at NASA, and you haven't done any housework." And he's like, "Well, you were mean to me, so guess we're even." I've been in the garden. Leave <laughs> um, me alone. The narrative is not good, but everything else about it is brilliant. It's basically a co-op puzzle platformer, but it's also a third-person shooter. It's also a kind of open-world platformer. It's also a Diablo dungeon crawler. It's also a rail grinder. Uh, there are chase sections. There are Diablo sections. There's a Street Fighter section where you fight a squirrel on an airplane made of underpants. There's a brain training section. There's a shooting gallery. There's a swimming section. Any game you want to play, it's here. Or you can play cards and get blood thrown at you in a dungeon. For th- <laughs> that's just like the pandemic. That's that's exactly like the time I couldn't go to the shops. <laughs> look, look. Absolutely brutal. Uh, okay, let's have a vote. A lot of stone faces. I don't know which direction this is going to go. <laughs> Helen, what do you think? It takes two for me. I am sold on underpan aeroplanes over doing the same repetitive thing over and over, over again. And over again. <laughs> you, you, uh, it's, it's a not... Street Fighter homage and you fight a it's... swirl on top of an underpants aeroplane. It's not repetitive. That was my whole point. The cards you pick and the way you place them changes every single Do you fight a really swirl on an aeroplane ways. made of underpants? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but didn't you hear about the vampire in the bog? Okay. <laughs> Uh, George was. I quit. Uh, I'm. I'm going. I'm going for Loop Hero because Stacy voted for it takes two. So. <laughs> oh, no, it takes two. Sorry, is it the most? Wow, the thing I remember okay. most there was you saying it's repetitive. So <laughs> maybe oh, not. <laughs> uh, is he? Loop Hero. Fuck all of you. All right. Great. We've already. We've already started the venom. Uh, <laughs> Jade. Oh, it takes two. It's one of the most innovative co-op platformers ever. Agreed. More innovative than Psychonauts 2. Oh, Stacey? <laughs> it takes two. Yeah. I also vote for It Takes Two. I have not played Loop Hero, but it was the free game on the Epic Store yesterday. I'm, oh, bollocks. I'm shocked you didn't play Loop Hero considering how yeah, many you played. Like, that was the talked about game for like a solid couple of weeks, I think. It's very I much had a thing, very close think. friend who talked me out of it because he put 50 hours into it and said it was not good for me i don't know but i'll see i'll see soon uh just not soon enough next (laughs) round we made it through the first made it through the uh the sweet 16 also over halfway through now even though it's the first round because right uh we are now on the final four wait that's what that's how it works right nope we're now on the a grade eight yes the great (laughs) the great no that's not right there's something left the eclectic okay. eight. The magnificent seven plus one. <laughs> uh, this round is the Forgotten City versus the Artful Escape. Oh, this is going to be great. I did not for last time, so I did not for last time, but I'm happy to go. Actually, I did both these last time. Um, I'm happy to go to buy three of them again. I'm happy to do Artful. Great. Okay. Will. All right, Helen, go ahead. 
Okay. Um, yeah, Artful, I was persuaded to play basically just because everybody kept saying, play this game, play this game. And I was thinking, this is so popular. But Sign of a great game. probably going to hate it. <laughs> to be honest, I really kind of went in thinking, I'm going to hate this. And I was incredibly surprised by how engaging it was, how unique it was. Um, and also just how much fun it was. It is a very simple game, but the fact that such a simple game is so much fun, so visually engaging, um, and I just, once I started playing it, I just kept playing it till I finished because I just wanted to play it as much as I could, and very few games have done that for me this year. Nothing captures the feeling of live music, going to see music. I know we've gone back to the pandemic, but like I haven't seen live music for a long time because of the pandemic. And The Artful Escape is the first time that I missed it. Yeah, mm. it, it expresses that feeling of like the spectacle that comes with live music. Like, yeah. Almost like when you're overwhelmed by an artist you love, it, it combines that music and like visual spectacle in a way that no game really has before in, in a lot of ways, which makes it quite special. Yes. Speaking of, if you're listening to Taylor Swift, two gigs in London and one in Dublin is not a UK tour. Thanks. <laughs> um, she is. So sure, sure she is. <laughs> she's a big fan. Uh, <laughs> so the Forgotten City is a, a pretty incredible mystery detective game, and I had a sense that once you've seen it, once you've done it, you can't really ever have that experience again uh just sort of the nature of detective games uh but over the last couple of days i've been watching a friend uh play through it and honestly i i appreciate the forgotten city even more now the second time it is such a smart game um because it it's always sets you up to move forward anytime you may hit a dead end on your investigation there's always just uh, another direction to look that'll set you down a path towards progress it's probably the best detective game uh, of all time for that reason um, because it, it it never puts roadblocks in your way uh, for very long and it always feels like you're on the path to discovery no matter what you do or who you talk to um and for a game that's ostensibly from a solo dev it's like pretty pretty impressive the the way that he managed to not not just write this uh complex and compelling story but uh, you know the, the the animations, the the art direction, just like everything about it comes together in a way that you would expect that this was a, a pretty massive team. Um, yeah, I I don't know, I don't have enough good things to say about the Forgotten City. It's a it's a pretty incredible piece of work. I think in a lot of ways they do seem quite similar. Like they're both, are they both basically single devs? Like you guys said, they're both about the same amount of time. Both well, very kind of like singular visions. Yeah. This is going to be a hard one for me. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, have, I had one, obviously, I, I bought me less. I, want, I had one a few places higher, but I just, just top choice this. When I finished Forgotten City, I knew it was my game of the year, and nothing has even come close to it since then. Like, I, I, there was not a doubt in my mind that this was my game of the year, even though a lot of my list moved around uh, mm. after that. Uh, okay, let's have a vote. George, how do you feel, buddy? Uh, 
I it feels unfair because I haven't played the Forgotten City yet, and that was a fantastic argument. But I did really enjoy Artful a lot more than I thought I would. Um, Oof. It is okay. beautiful <laughs> and heartfelt, and the story of like discovering yourself it just resonated a lot with me. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really sorry because I know you really like. Forgotten City, but it's awful. Forgotten, Forgotten City has done very well in the in the sites overall list, so that's worth turning. A board for Artful. Where are we going next, Eric? Uh, Jade. <laughs> uh, maybe I should... Forgotten City wasn't in my top ten list. Uh-huh. So maybe I should stick by that and go for the Artful Escape. I'm getting swept out right now. <laughs> this is Pokemon Snap all over again, is he? Um, as much as I did enjoy playing Artful Escape, I did actually find myself getting a little bit bored of it. So I'm going to go for um, The Forgotten City. There we go. The Artful Escape is... I'm, I'm jumping in here because I'm scared now. <laughs> the, the Artful Escape is like... Uh, beautiful and captivating, but isn't it extremely one note? I mean, I know you literally it's play a great multiple mod. notes. It is a it's great a Skyrim mod, mod isn't it? It plays one note very well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I did write this time, actually. I haven't really used this in my audience, but the the great thing about the Awful Escape for me, um, and I'm the only person left to vote is me and Helen. Like, it's going to win. I don't know why you're wasting this now instead of in the next round. But um, the whole point of it is about understanding who you are. I think as a trans person playing it, he is told his whole life to be a certain way and he wants to be a very different, much louder, much more colourful, much more exciting, much more dangerous way. Um, and, you know, even though you don't actually, it, when you transition, go beyond the moon with Carl Weathers, it's quite a yeah. nice thing. Like, there's a bit where you get dressed up and you change <laughs> out of, like... It's basically games journalism cosplay. Mm. You know, you've got, like, a plaid shirt and a black jacket and some jeans on. And then you... You know, you get to dress up in, in makeup and very it's very Elton John and very glam rock and that kind yeah. of mm-hmm. embrace of fashion. Um I'm wasting my arguments, yeah, but that's it. Yeah. I think there is really more to, there is more to it than just playing the music. I'm voting for the awful escape. Okay. Well Ooh. you've used her as a trans person, so okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll use it next time. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've had we've had Dead Sibling as a trans woman. What what's next? <laughs> Uh, Helen, <laughs> obviously, I'm voting for Artful as well. No, uh, you got zombed. <laughs> that is Artful. Got on the next the number one City. seed is eliminated. Forgotten City won game yeah. of the year, like overall, though. Forgotten City yeah. did win the game as game of the year in the list. Yes. Also, please, please read it, even though we're spoiling it. It's, it was written by me, and it's very funny. Yes, read, read our site's math nerd. Game of the Year list. Uh, I had because... a spreadsheet with seventy-seven games on it. Please, please read it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it is. It is the mo- It includes more people than the six of us. So it does. In the seven, seventeen yeah. people voted for it. Yeah, we are the minority. And two of the people on this podcast didn't vote for it. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't even play it. Well, I did. I bought it. Uh, cool. You have that to look forward to. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. You get to play the Forgotten City for the first time. Our next. I forgot. Stacey, help me out. It's Guardians of the Galaxy versus Hitman 3. Right. Cool. Interesting. I, I can take Guardians I didn't go for it. I didn't do this round at all last time, and I said I would. Okay. Thank you, Guardians. I reviewed it. I really liked it. Who's up for Hitman? George, you want to take it? I, I like Hitman, but I'm already not going to vote for it, so 
I almost feel like oh, okay. pointless. Eric, <laughs> I have. I can go Hitman if I, I have to. We could just do J again, yeah. Okay, let's do that. Jay, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Stacy, Stacy, go ahead. No, Jay, Jay, go. Uh, yeah. I used all my arguments better than Guardians. last time. Oh, I haven't finished Guardians, so maybe I'll preface that first. Maybe that's the strength of my argument right there. But yeah, Hitman 3, next to Metal Gear Solid 5, I think it's one of the strongest stealth games ever made, especially in the AAA space in regards to the cohesiveness of the vision it has, how it executes upon that, and the creative ideas in terms of both like its story, its level design, the mechanics that it gives you to experiment with, which go so, so far beyond just having, here's a target, kill them. It's it's ne- it's non-linear in a way that so few games are. And the spaces you explore both feel weirdly realistic in the way they're laid out, but also like they're playgrounds in themselves and they lean into that slapstick nature. Excuse me, they lean into that slapstick nature in a way that it's just so, so silly. Like, Hitman is one of the silliest games I've ever played in the best possible way. Because it can be as po-faced as you want it to be, or you can just treat it to be the stupidest thing in the universe. Because they've done DLC now, where you kill Kevin Bacon and... Oh, who's <laughs> that guy? Oh, no, uh, what's his name? Sean Steinkrover. No. Oh. He was in Scrubs once. Gary Busey, that's the one. You could, I think that was DLC where you <laughs> also killed him. Known from, he was in Scrubs once. <laughs> yeah, he was. That's where I know from. But I don't know. It feels like IO Interactive. It's similar to Yakuza, I suppose, in internal execution and like confidence in in terms of what the developer is mm. doing. They can have it have the story be super serious and you can be super engaged in it. But also, the second you jump into a level, you can be like the silliest motherfucker in the universe, and it doesn't matter so long as you get to the end of the road. And Hitman feels like the culmination of that ecosystem, and oh, it's just so so good. Like it's one of my I... favorite games of the year, even though it came out in January. I feel like there is there's a weird bias against Hitman 3 because it got so overlooked. Yeah. Not just in the game awards, but uh like just across media. Yeah. Like mm. this is a masterpiece of its genre. Uh, it's and weird I... because sorry, go on, Eric. No, 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 go ahead, Nat. Excuse me, it's it. it's weird that it can it came out so early and that's counting against it. But then this year, within the first five weeks of the year, we're gonna have the uh, Pokemon, we're gonna have uh Dying Light. We're going to have Rainbow Six. We're going to have um, Elden Ring. Elden Ring, thank you. Horizon, oh, uh, Sifu, Destiny, uh, The Witch Queen. You know, there's so many games. That I think last year the slate was a lot cleaner. Yeah, it was just kind of all the games don't really January. start until like March. And I think for that reason, a lot of people ignored it, which is weird because you'd think having less games would mean more people would look at it. Right. Yeah. If oh, I, yeah. I suppose if I, to argue for Guardians, what I will say is I really like Hitman, but Hitman feels like the end of an era, yeah. and Guardians feels like the start. Now, mm. I think we should be looking forward as an industry to games like Guardians, because I don't really think any of their games will do what Hitman has done, other than possibly the next James, you know, the James Bond game that they do. Mm. I think they've kind of cornered the market of um, stealth action, and the Yakuza comparison is really interesting, because no one's going to do what Yakuza does either. Yakuza's yeah. Whereas I think a lot of games will be influenced by how Guardians was able to tell its story so seamlessly while mm. still being quite lighthearted, while still being a very open 
um, jovial third-person shooter. You know, it's not a um, Sony blockbuster with that sad The Last dad. of Us and oh yeah, all the sad dad games that they make. So <laughs> it's it's a re- it's a difficult one to argue. I think they're both really great games. I would just say I think Guardians represents the start of something in a way that Hitman is the culmination of something. Yeah, I think and, as I mentioned earlier, like the way in which Guardians executes its story feels like something that other AAA games should aspire to. Yeah. And that's looking forward while Hitman is concluding this trilogy and it's going, yeah. we will use these foundations in James Bond, but what form that takes, we do not know. Yeah. I find it hard to go to back for either side. I just think that would be the best. You should vote on what you feel is a better representative of gaming, yeah. something that represents the peak of something that's been building for over a decade or something that represents the future that is going to build over, over the next decade. I th- I think that is a fair and reasonable point, but I just, I want to take a step back because I think of, this is the only matchup on this list that I find completely absurd. Like Hitman 3 is a masterpiece of the stealth genre and Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of a bad game. (laughs) It's not. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. The the story is very good. I enjoyed it a lot, but the moment to moment gameplay is kind of bad. No, I enjoyed the gameplay. It's a lot of walking through hallways and combat that's not very refined that I think could be good with some sequels. And, and like... I, Yeah, I it's nowhere near as refined as Hitman. I, I will certainly concede Agreed. that. I don't think it's bad. Um, I think you have to look at it from a certain perspective of you are supposed to be directing the team a lot more. Whether or not that really works, I don't know. There shouldn't be any quick time events. I don't know why they're there. I, I, yeah. That's, yeah, that's so few, weirdly but... dated for a game that's so laser focused on what gaming could be in the future and the um, huddle thing as cute as that is oh, is that. horrible no, I gameplay it. it's i i think in guardians 2 the huddle will be great because i like it i think it's funky the fact that it resets when bosses have different phases the fact that it comes in at odd times just yeah. so many things about it don't quite work but the general idea of it yeah you know it's very guardians you you cuddle together and then wait before you go go start playing and you get like double damage. That's a cool idea. <laughs> yeah. I, oh yeah. Guardians has a lot of really cool ideas. It just a lot so much of that game does not work well. And I think that Hitman 3 is the perfect Hitman. Everything it's like comes together. Uncharted yeah. 1. Everything comes together. Yeah. 1. It feels like Guardians 2 if it happens will be amazing. Mm. Right. Yeah, but let's we're not ch- voting for Guardians yeah. 2. Let's mm. check it let's check it do a vote based on Guardians 1 and Hitman 3. Okay. I, I'm Hitman. I'm going to stick with Guardians. I argued for it. I think they ran close. I'm going to stick with Guardians. Jade? Yeah, I'll go Hitman. Okay, is he? Uncharted 2. Um, Hitman. I meant Hitman. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Uh, George? Uh, sorry, Guardians. Okay, Helen? Oh, this is hard oh. for me. This is very hard. You pick um, Guardians to the tiebreak. If you pick Hitman, it goes through. I think I'm going to pick Hitman. Okay. Okay. Mm. Hitman advances to the next round. Interesting. Lots of people looked at. We haven't because we are the cool website. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. It didn't make our final top ten. Don't tell your friends that bit. Twelve. Poor Hitman. It came twelfth overall. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next pair is going to be Halo Infinite versus Life is Strange. True. Other Life is Strange. Oh my god, okay, let's go. Holy <laughs> <Yeah>. Halo. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, here's me thing, right? I'm going to go first. Here's me thing with Life is Strange, right? Or specifically, here's me thing with Halo. 
Yeah. Let me just get my spreadsheet up because I love my spreadsheet. Eight of yeah. you voted for Halo, right? <laughs> so. Eight people had Halo in their list. Every single entry other than Jade's was, well, I haven't played half the game, but it's such a masterpiece anyway. You don't get to vote for it, haven't played half the game. Shouldn't be there. It's so true. You don't get to do that. Oh, I haven't played the campaign. I'm waiting until March when they finally update it. Well, put it in next year then. I I mean, if there was no campaign, I think it's still a contender. Like There is? Overwatch didn't have a campaign. It was game of the year. We're not voting for Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what Maybe it's a multiplayer game can win Game of the Year. No, it can, but it is not a multiplayer game. It is a game which has multiplayer and has a campaign. And if you don't play the campaign, you're ignoring half of it. Would you say it, the same about Call of Duty? Yes. Yeah. I would never vote for Call of Duty one of these things. Have you met me? No, mm-hmm. not to vote for it, but people don't even play the campaign. Like, Call of Duty people... A lot I'm of one of those weirdos who buys Call of Duty for the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all weirdos. Everyone here is a weirdo, but I'm talking about Halo people. for the plot. I've, I've done my opening against Halo. I don't think I think it's unfair. Okay. To, it, it won players' voice at the Game Awards despite being ineligible for every other category. Yes. The, we main part of that's, life is that's just the hype. We have total elaborate narrative. I think Life is Strange has got the best narrative this year. I think it's the first time I've played as a character who was bisexual, who was actually bisexual, who isn't just like, you make a choice whether you want to make them straight or gay. It's Life is Strange, the original Life is Strange with Chloe and Max, really revolutionized what storytelling in games could be. And this is the first time that the game has climbed out of that formula. And no one else has done it first. No one else has taken what Life is Strange has done. I, I speak to a lot of developers who make narrative games and they all say, well, we look at Life is Strange and we blah, 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 blah. Yeah. This is the first game, and I know it is a Life is Strange game, but this is the first one to look at Life is Strange and not copy it, but make it better. This is the best version of the Life is Strange formula. And this genre, the genre that exists in, is not just the narrative genre, it is the Life is Strange genre. It's It won't get as many like headlines, it won't be as flashy because you know narrative games and they you don't kill anyone and they're cute and they're cuddly but this this is as big of a leap as when kojima changed the game with metal gear solid in terms of reinventing the genre that it exists in that is absurd it is no it is i'm not saying it back i'm not saying it back it is okay what a claim uh it is no i wasn't disagreeing yeah i just meant like yeah big big passionate words Jade, you must defend Halo oh against Life is Strange. It's my must. two favorite games of the year, and here I am. N- now would be a great time to use that as a trans woman argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, use an argument against me. Against, against Life is Strange. I, as, as a trans person, I just really resonate with Master Chief's story. <laughs> We're both, we both lost in life, you know. Uh, yeah, Halo, in it. I come to Halo for the campaign. I love the multiplayer, always have. And the multiplayer in Infinite is the best Halo it's ever been in terms of gameplay. And the same can be said for the campaign, even if a lot of people might disagree because this campaign isn't about saving the galaxy anymore. And also they haven't played it. They've just fought for them. And they haven't played it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it was a big example across our website that a lot of people came in expecting this campaign to be Halo Far Cry or just halo breath of the wild and it's none of those things and it knows it it knows what it is and what it's trying to be and it plays within those expectations and doesn't try to 
turn Halo into something it's not. And I think that's why it's such a spectacular campaign. Like everything in the world feels like it has its place. Everything feels like it's worth doing. The exploration is fantastic and it complements gameplay that is true to Halo, but still somehow works within this wider format. And it's paced in a way that is just really, really beneficial to the story it tries to tell. It's not... Halo's always painted Master Chief as just green man with sad past who shoots things. And that's still who he is. So I think by <laughs> by putting the story forward six months and then just telling him when he wakes up, like, my dude, <laughs> we've lost. Everything's fucked. Let's go home. And he's like, no, I need to keep fighting. I need to keep fighting. And it's completely irrational. And you know it is. And so do the other two characters around him. They know, like, dude, give it up. Like, let's just... That's just like the people on the other side are fighting for what they believe in, and we're fighting for we what we're believing, what we believe in. Like neither of us are wrong. And I spoke to Free Four Feet Industries recently, and they said they wanted to make sure you, Master Chief, and the pilot, who are the three main characters, and the player, always know the same information. Like there's no grand conspiracy or gloat or like galactic conflict happening in Halo Infinite that overcomplicates it. It's just a story of three people learning to know each other, trying to survive. And I think that's what makes it probably the best Halo campaign since ODST. But also putting up against Life is Strange is like asking me to put a gun to someone's head. <laughs> it's really difficult. But I Halo can't believe you really decided special. to compare their narratives. That's what's happening to me right now. The, like the Halo Infinite narrative is great. The, 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 the gunplay is fucking fantastic. Like the grapple hook is revolutionary. The exploration's great. Characters are great. Like Halo Infinite is fantastic. Like in ways you wouldn't expect it to be because it's just the big rough space shooter. But maybe I'm just overly poetic with Halo because I've got a lot of like nostalgia value to it. Yeah. But I come to Halo for the plot. I- I'm I'm the weirdo who like <laughs> wants to know what all the I know, I know what like, a horse is. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those <laughs> freaks. But no, like Halo Infinite is fantastic. Um, oh my god. I think that Halo multiplayer alone is, can be uh, a contender for Game of the Year. However, I gotta say that the meta game in Halo is so abysmal that even... Yeah. The multiplayer itself feels like half a game. But you can win knee pads if you play it for six months. I bought some cat ears <laughs> for a tenner. I think that I know that we can't do Halo again next year, but the Game Awards will, and it's going to slaughter yeah. because in a year from now, Halo Infinite is going to be an amazing game. Uh, and there's not that many big releases coming out next year to compete with it either. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Most anticipated uh, game, Halo Infinite. Yeah, I just I I it, if that there was a good meta game with a good playlist, like if multiplayer was where it ought to be, I would vote for Halo. But it's such an incomplete game right now. I gotta I gotta play vote the campaign, for Eric. Fuck your friends. I can't do that. See, this is the game. The, I would, but the game is incomplete. There's no co-op, and that's how I play Halo games. Uh, I gotta vote for Life is Strange here. As do I. 2-0 Life is Strange so far. Uh, Izzy, what's your vote? 3-0 Life is Strange. Alright. George, what's your vote? Are you back? Uh, I 
loved Halo Infinite's campaign. So Halo Infinite, even if you're, I get your points. I think you're right in many ways as well. But yeah, Halo Infinite's great. Wow, did you hear that? George is homophobic and loves loves the army. <laughs> Oh my Cancel. god! Halo, <laughs> man. I think. Well, J- Jade, what's your vote? I'm sorry, Master Chief. Yeah, well, I backed you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Master Chief. <laughs> Our condolences to Master Chief, Helen. What was your vote going to be? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm another one who's actually. I've not touched Halo multiplayer, but I've played yeah. the campaign. I loved it. I love the kind of like throwing away guns randomly and just, ah, there's another one there, it's fine and it's mad and it's fast and it's great, but Life is Strange has to take it for me. Life is Strange. Life is Strange beats Halo Infinite. This is why the gamers hate us. Our top two seeds are out. (laughs) Uh, That was hard. Yeah. Our condolences to Master Chief. Our next yeah, round... he'll get through it. He's fine. Uh, <laughs> our, our final great eight... <laughs> that's not what it's called. Deathloop versus It Takes Two. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go It Takes Two. It Takes Two. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> the same time. I'm sorry. Are, are we just going to skip... We're just going to skip this round, aren't we? Is it Stacey, what's, Stacey, what's your vote? It no, Takes Two. Are... Jade, it what's your vote? Two. Deathloop. Oh, I—I I mean, I'm going to vote Deathloop. Helen, it takes two. All right, and Fuck. me and George, obviously, it takes yeah, two. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. Our top three seeds are out. Actually, our top four seeds are out. The highest seed yeah. left in is six. Jesus. Yeah, I didn't think I could argue out of that one. Saying seed so many times just sounds dirty. <laughs> Maybe to you. Uh, okay, hour and a half in. Yep, final four. We're almost. We're almost through, y'all. We can do this. Let's see how gross it gets. Stacy, <laughs> what is our first matchup? Our first matchup is the Artful Escape versus Hitman Three. Oh, fuck. Ooh. Jesus. Um... <laughs> Jade and I have talked about Hitman a lot. Does anybody else have some Hitman? Yeah. Thoughts? I, yeah. Oh, was that you signaling that you all stays? No. Okay. Um. Yeah, Hitman. Let's go. Uh, I. Yeah. I think it's the best out of the rebooted Hitman trilogy. Um, the levels that slap really fucking slap. Like the ones that are good are really good. Like Dubai. Um, is it is it Italy? The sort of like vineyard. Do you know what I mean? Where you can like kill someone. Yeah, with a I know the one you presser. mean. Yeah, that one's really good as well. Um, I think that it has some weaker levels. Like, I don't really like... I think it was Berlin with a massive nightclub. I, I didn't enjoy that much. That was a bit too big. Um, I think right, the last keep it, level... Keep it to the good parts. The good parts. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, it, it, it's just the formula mastered, really, you know? Like, it's they've had two games where they did it really well, and the third one, they just kept it going with some even bigger, better maps. Uh, it, it feels sort of hard to argue it, man, because it's just, you know, they've mastered it by now. And I think the ongoing support is worth mentioning too, because this is a game that just keeps growing. Uh, I mean, it's it's not a life service game, but there's there's events, there's new content, like there's they're continually adding to this game. Sorry to argue against that, but apparently the oh, stuff no. they've added is pretty crap. <laughs> the the seven sin stuff has been pretty poor so far. George, you're sorry, you're losing our team here. Sorry. <laughs> 
But ju- just in the sake of transparency, uh, I know they're adding more stuff next year, though, that's supposed to be new maps and bigger stuff, so that'll be cool. Right. But it's going to be now, amazing. It's... And it's going to be the best. Yeah. Thank you. Hitman 4, basically. That's what I've heard. <laughs> uh, Stacy said a lot about Artful. Does anybody else have any artful thoughts here? Oh, I could play my trans card. <laughs> um, I already have for this one. But <laughs> they're, they're just—they're very, very different games. The thing, yes. the best yeah, thing with the Artful yeah. Escape is there are lots of different games that could be like Artful Escape, and we should be celebrating these really interesting, ambitious, creative. There's not a game on there like not a game out there, sorry, like the Artful Escape. You know, Hitman Three. There's lots of games like it. I know this is the best version of it, but it was made by a big studio with a big team behind it. Now he's not a huge AAA budget, but more than just Johnny Galvatron and his guitar. I. <laughs> I just I don't see tiny little artful escape beating this monolith that is Hitman. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it finished high on the overall list, so show us what you know. <laughs> that list again is for nerds. <laughs> yeah, this is the gamer's chat. It's all about list. passion. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Artful Escape is a very good, fun experience, and Hitman 3 is an amazing video game. And we're here to talk about playing video games, folks, not listening to music at a virtual concert. <laughs> this is the gamer. This is the gamer, and we're here for the video games. And the Hitman 3 is an incredible video game. For that reason, I'm going to vote for the Artful Escape. <laughs> I'm going to vote for Hitman 3. Jade, what are you voting for? Oh, shit. Uh, Hitman 3. Izzy, what are you voting for? Can, can you come back to me? This is yep. hard. George, what are you voting for? Uh, the Artful Escape. Ooh. Helen, what are you voting for? Um, Artful. Artful for me. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. It's 3-2. going to take a yeah. tie? You're going to send Artful through? Do you want to stay on at the game or do you want to get times. fired? Is how <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. do I want to go against the boss or... <laughs> no. Um, uh, given that... Uh, okay, right. On the basis that I've had an entire year to play Hitman and I simply have not, <laughs> I'm going to go for Arthur. Like, it's... Both games have been out and, Eric's like, I this has been yes. an absolute disaster Boom. for me. Boom. <laughs> I, I had your back here, Eric. We should not have had the boss on the podcast. No, no, no. I mean, no. Like, you know, <laughs> Hitman... I remember that next thing, Matthew. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hitman, Hitman, as you said, Hitman's been out for, like, since January. And, yep. like, at no point have I been like, do you know what? I, I really want to sit down and play Hitman. Must Whereas... be a bad game. And then you play the artful escape. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see what's Look, going like, on. like I said, there was no reason for me to play it, man. <laughs> you know what? If Kirk was here right now. Alright. Hitman was very good though. Hitman is very good as well. Shut up. But it, Shut up it's out. George. So you the next for it. the next semi-final, <laughs> after skips in the final, the next semi-final is Life is Strange True Colors versus It Takes Two. Oof. 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 Big Life oof. is Strange. Yeah, the game has definitely hit us. <laughs> <laughs> this is absurd. Okay. I can uh, argue for both. I love them both. I can argue for both. I can shut up because I've already argued for both. 
I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go with takes two. If anyone wants to... If, yeah, this will go probably ahead, make everyone vote Life is Strange, but that's fine. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I played It Takes Two with my best friend who lived in another country um, during COVID, and it we hadn't like we talked most days, but that was the first time we said, okay, let's you know let's sit down, let's play a game together, and we finished it in one sitting, got the platinum in one sitting, Damn. and Damn. he doesn't he didn't play games very much. I know this isn't about him, but he still would <laughs> say it's his like favorite game he's played in years. Um, that's oh, someone who plays. Yeah, come here, Tom. But it's. Yeah, the the playing that with him was just it felt like the future of games in a way, like the fact that we could both play this game together and there was no like I, I don't know. It's it's just I hate using the word fun, but it was so fun. We were laughing the whole time, we were smiling, we were doing every little stupid thing that you could do on the map. It, it takes two is mm. the most fun game this year, I would say. Yeah, hundred percent. Um there's nothing like it. There really isn't. There's I also played It Takes Two with my best mate. He didn't know how, like, it was about a couple. He just thought it was a co-op game. And there definitely was an element of something like, it was quite funny playing a game about a failing relationship with my best friend while my girlfriend was like, why are you just playing video games instead of doing stuff with me? (laughs) But, yeah, the game was just so... I think what I loved about it was the stuff that staff have already said like no matter which character you play as that's the main character so i play as may and he plays as cody and we both end up mainly seeing things from their point of view but still being able to connect with the other character um and yeah the way it just pays homage to so 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 many different games is just incredible and the sheer amount of stuff that's packed into each level that is just there for you to be like oh that's a cool thing i think mm. is just wonderful like it really recreates that feeling of old platformers where like when you're young and every single thing in a game amazes you mm. i think you know, it I'll... takes two did that for me i'll raise well, that we've had two arguments for it takes two now i know it's called it takes two but it actually would have only took one um <laughs> i can do life is strange unless someone else wants to do a third one for it takes two can i do a third <laughs> one for it takes two <laughs> We it takes two one. shows me how yeah. miserable straight relationships are. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's also, the point I was yes. going to make. In Life is Strange, you get to be gay and happy, and in it takes two, you get to be straight and miserable. Yeah, but that's, that's just me. That's just my experience. I mean, that's just real <laughs> life. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think we, we have taken that. Oh, oh, shit. Sorry, go ahead, Stacey. I was about to no, do no. it takes two again. <laughs> I, was about I mean, to the it takes two. I I had a it. I had Life is Strange as my top game. Jade had it as her second game, and then bought for it over a top game, which was Halo. We've both kind of gone to bat for it. I think we've said all the things that we need to say. Um, we're both trans and are a minority in a very violent country, and you should definitely vote. Oh yeah. my god, you can't do that. <laughs> I think I'll say we we uh, <laughs> a common theme. I was, I was, I'm trying to say something poignant now, but I've got the giggles. Uh, we've talked about... There's been a few instances throughout this podcast where we've talked about games that are going... We don't want to look back. We want to look forward, whether it's in terms of gameplay mechanics or narrative or characters. And I think True Colors and, and It Takes Two both achieve this in equal measure. But I think in terms of like 
in terms of narrative, it takes two is bad. Like it's it, it's rather contrived yeah. and it, mm. it's mechanically wonderful and innovative. But I think True Colors is a far more impactful game. It's it's a far more memorable game in a lot of ways. And I feel for me anyway, as a creative and what I love doing, like it's 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 an experience I will treasure and look to in the past and in the future far, far more than something like it takes to. Maybe it's because of my past experience with Haze Light stuff, but even as Stacey mentioned, like I loved Halo to bits, but even I couldn't bring myself to put that above Life is Strange. To the to the counter of that, I think this is funny because they both work in reverse ways where Life is Strange has an amazing story. And it takes two has a not very good story, but amazing mechanics. Life is strange. Yeah, but Life is Strange has great mechanics, though. Yeah, like, like the game, it, it's the it's best. Not the, it's not not the opposite way at all. It's a great game. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What's the f- what? You get Tell there's me. a there's a, you get the LARP. There's a whole dungeon. We haven't even mentioned this. I feel like I, we've neglected the bits of it because we've just gone like it's great the story. But there's a whole LARPing section where you do a live action. Dungeons and Dragons style quest, you roll dice, you look in chests, you find keys hidden in the grass, a snake, who's actually the straightest and most boring man ever, attacks you. There's loads um, of actual gameplay in it, much so, more than the other Life is Strange. The other Life is Strange games are just you go through a series of. It doesn't set feel like a series of vignettes anymore. It feels yeah, like it's Haven a whole Springs complete a game that you actually play. Can you, you wander into the. <laughs> you can't jump yes. in a lot of games. You can jump. <laughs> you can jump. You can jump down a mine shaft. Well, that happens. Take like the threat. <laughs> uh, it takes two is the first game I've ever played with my partner, and I think that's probably true for a lot of people. And that is just an incredibly special experience for us because uh, I'm a gamer. She's not. But this is something that we could connect in in a way that she could connect with my passion and uh, we could share that together. Uh, And there's no other game that's ever, ever been able to do that. Uh, I mean, when when the when the game of the year nominees for the game awards were announced, everyone on the site wrote a thing saying why X game should win game of the year. I wrote It Takes Two. Obviously, Life is Strange wasn't up for it, but I would have no issues with Life is Strange uh, with it takes two going through. I think it's a, a fantastic game, and I, I agree. It's one of the first, not quite the first, but one of the first games I really played with my partner and connected with. Um, we're at the point now where we're choosing between two really great games. Yeah. Um, mm. I think we should move to the vote, and we can see where, okay. where we land. I'm, I'm going to stick with Life is Strange. Uh, I'm going to stick with It Takes Two. Jade? Oh, Life is Strange. George? Uh it takes two for me. All right. Helen, what's yours? I think it's going to have to be Life is Strange. All right, Izzy. <laughs> Every time. You wanted to go last. I know, I know, I know. You can send Life is Strange to you can go to It takes two and go to a tie, yeah. which will decide how they work. You're transphobic if you put like, It takes two. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jade played her trans card excellently. Um, <laughs> um, Which game no, have you I, played? Yeah, I am. I am gonna have to go. Um, it takes two because even even though like I I am sure Life is Strange does have a much better narrative. It does. Yeah, it it, 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 it takes it takes two is is just 
it, it's such a gamey game and it does mm. that so perfectly that I'm going to have to vote for a taste too. Yeah. So I don't know how, how they now do How would you and Ties? This is the first time I've had a real tie that wasn't just a Psychonauts and Deathloop and I couldn't be bothered with it. Somebody will budge. Oh, oh they'll budge. <laughs> One of y'all's budging. I mean, it was it was Thank my top know. game and it was Jade's second top game. So I And yeah. Jade voted for it over a top game, so... I don't think it'll be uh, either of us. It, uh, no. Rather than then continue to slag off Life is oh, Strange man. when no one's going to budge, I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but to my point, I still don't think walking around environments and interacting with stuff and talking to people and then seeing their emotions counters using a fidget spinner to go down a massive slide into a big bouncy ball pit. Sorry. I agree. I, I oh, defer to so underwear cool. airplane. Wait. There's a ball pit. There is there's a, a, a level that is just a gigantic ball pit. Mm. Technically, it's With like lava, the, so you can't go in it, but yeah, you jump around there's a, it. There's a level where you, you're on a pirate ship, and each of you controls like a side of it, and you fight a giant octopus that's thrown you about, and you're like, mm. oh, you commit, an, you commit wasp genocide. That's no cool. one, okay, people I mean, don't talk about this enough, but it takes I'm, two is a I'm dark in, game. I'm in. <laughs> Wasp genocide. I'm in. I'll change my vote. Cool. Hey, just Cause... just as a just as a reminder, transphobic hate crimes have been rising in Britain. All right. Just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no. And seriously, I love Life is Strange. I love the franchise. You love Life is Strange, and some of your best friends are trans people. I get it. I get it. You're <laughs> <laughs> You're but, all I, I am sold on the Wasp genocide, but also just the fact that it does bring gamers non and non-gamers together. I can appreciate that, and I do wish more gamers. See, I think gamers should stay as far away from everybody else as possible. <laughs> it, brings, <laughs> it brings in the shit munchers, like no game before. It's good. So, we're now, our final is the Artful Escape versus It Takes Two. Fucking number hell. eight versus number six. Wild. Are we gonna go? Are we, doing, are we gonna go to bat again, or are we just gonna? I don't think we need to bat again. Go in there and say I'm voting. I, I think. Um, Fucking. This, this is tough. Uh, they were I, both I, on my list. They're both. They are right next to each other as well. This is I'm what good. I want to say. I I've not taken the opportunity to talk about what sucks about it takes two, and I just need to put that out there in case it wins. This game is way too long, and it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> oh no! It, I, the tone it of that game makes me want to kill. So someone. annoying! Cody is so annoying. They yeah, never shut the, the fuck I hate, I hate the book. The book is annoying. It has one tone, and it's just bickering, and it's like twenty hours long. It never fucking ends. Yeah, um, it's, but, the perfect, it's the perfect simulacrum of a straight relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it never fucking ends, and we're all miserable. I did exactly. not finish uh, Artful Escape because I was bored. Uh, what? As bored. It and takes two is too long. I didn't finish the Artful Escape. Didn't finish Artful Escape. Okay, so Eric's opinion is both of these games are shit. <laughs> yeah, the Forgotten City is the best game of the year. I think I made that clear. Every, all the good games got eliminated. Hitman 3. We should probably start over, to be honest. <laughs> oh, <God>. No. Right. <laughs> um, Eric, what I are you think... voting for? It takes two. Is it you're going to go? Is it you say the thing you're going to say and then tell yeah. me you vote? You're, you're going to call me transphobic again, but I think I'm going to go for it takes two. 
Oh, I'm only using that guy on Life is Strange, not on everything. <laughs> you called Artful Escape a trans story. <laughs> it, it, it is, but not in the way that Life is Strange is. But yeah, it takes two for me. It takes two, takes two votes. Oh, Artful for me. Ooh. Oh, Christ. George, it, since you J- seem unhappy, do you want to get J- No, J- Jade, uh, what are you thinking? Jade, let us know. <laughs> oh, the Artful Escape, there's no contest. Fuck. Okay. Um, George, I I'm gonna have to go. It takes two. Oh boy! Oh yeah. boy! We got a game. I it's three two two. It takes two at the moment. Yeah. I I actually had it takes two one place higher on my list. I had it takes two in third. I had Alpha Escape in fourth. Uh-huh. I think. I prefer the Artful Escape as a game. I'm going to think about that more. I liked it more, but I do think the fact that I was able to play it with my partner was very compelling. It means it's a better experience, so I'm going to give it to It Takes Two, which wins wow. the game as podcast game of the year. The Yay. game podcast game of the year well, is the same awesome. as the Game Awards game of the year. Oh, God, it the is. It finished. It finished second maths time. It finished second in two lists and third in another and sixth in another. Like a much longer route to arrive at the same place. Artful <laughs> Escape featured in more lists, but never finished high, as high as it takes to two second places. Maths <laughs> is fun! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, was, that was great. That was a blast. I'm sad. I hate all of you. I'm yeah. probably not going to talk to you for the rest of the year. <laughs> Look, I I played Outer Wilds for the first time this year, and I think yeah. that should have won because that was just one of the best games I've ever played. I mean, hey, this Disco was up for it. There's no rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I should have I should have put um I should have done my well. I think I would have been the only person to vote for Outer Wild based on the echoes of the IDLC because mm. that yes. that came out this year. But yeah, I think that was maybe a bit too niche. Did uh, anyone and did anyone have anything else on their personal list? That wasn't on this bracket that that ought to be mentioned. My my personal list is Jurassic World Evolution two ten times. Hell yeah, yeah. The only one on my list not in the bracket was Chicory, um, mm. which is a great game. I just don't think enough people played it, but I've written quite a bit about that. I actually wrote that why it was one of the best developed games of the year. So uh, Neo: The World Ends with You is fantastic as well. Good I game. Good game. Good game. Mm-hmm. I really want to play that. Uh, what was it called? Don't look away. The the blinking game. That uh, you, before your eyes. Before your eyes. I think when we were discussing um, game of the year stuff um, earlier, like a while ago, um, I've I'd never even heard of that game, but I really, really want to get before you before your eyes was Ben Sledge's game of the year, and it was on nobody else's list. Damn. That's, I am. It still... sounds so unique. Go on, I, say say dread, Eric. I'm still hurt and betrayed. Uh, and honestly, I'll never forgive any of you for not putting Metroid Dread even on your list. What place was it in, Stacey? Um, It had 16 points. It came 21st overall. It featured on two lists. 21st. You said because no one played it. I did play it. I just didn't like it enough to put it on my list. I did play it as well. More like I Metroid Dread. Keen reviewed it, gave it a 4.5, didn't put it on his list. Actually, you might give it a 5, actually. You know what? As a, a neurodivergent teen... <laughs> I just I didn't get to play the id poll. Everybody else got to id poll, and I didn't. I didn't. That's true. Sure, it's hard to be white. 
<laughs> As a straight oh, oh, nail. We want to know his podcast now. <laughs> Uh, also, Pokemon Unite. Join uh, the crowd, club. Yeah, Unite's harsh. Unite's not on there, I think. I play Pokemon Unite every single day, at least one match. Dragonite just came out, and I'm a Dragonite main now. It's uh, it's such a good game. Pull one out for Endwalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spent my review in January. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Um, let us know... Uh, on twitter what you think of our game of the year showdown the snubs the flubs the forgotten city should have won we all agree and um we're gonna take a break for uh the end of the year no show next week and then we'll be back in january with all the hot takes ready to game ready ready to game fresh and renewed thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next year 